The Supreme Court just voided the Missouri Compromise in their Dred Scott decision a few years earlier. No longer was the West deemed a free territory. The divide over slavery and abolitionists just got deeper. Lincoln would lose his Senate bid a year later, but it would transcend him into the leader of the Republican Party and the new voice for the abolitionist movement. The next presidential election was sure to be a barn burner. The Republicans had their man in Lincoln, but the Democrats were split. In fact, the slave-loving South split and two parties emerged, Southern Democrats and the Constitutional Party. This divided the vote, all but ensuring that Republican nominee Lincoln would win. And that's exactly what happened. Lincoln won with almost no support in the South. He wasn't even on the ballot in nine Southern states. Lincoln swept the North, allowing him to win 18 of the total 33 states, winning 180 of the 303 electoral votes. In fact, when the popular vote was tallied, fewer than four in ten Americans actually voted for Lincoln. Needless to say, the South was ticked. They had essentially pooped in their own dinner plate. Now this new leader of the abolitionist movement was going to be in charge. Six weeks later, South Carolina's leaders met and decided to secede from the Union. By January 5th, more states joined. In March, Lincoln assumed office. By April, a dispute between the newly formed and seceding Confederacy over Fort Sumter led to blows with the North. Forced to choose, four more Southern states joined the secession. After serving less than two months in office, newly elected President Lincoln found himself in the middle of a civil war. Abraham Lincoln once said, a house divided against itself cannot stand. He went on further, saying, quote, this government cannot endure permanently half slave and half free. Those words have never been truer than they are today. America is divided, and this nation certainly can't endure with half believing the election was stolen and half believing it wasn't. Much like in the late 1850s, we spent a large part of President Trump's term arguing the mere legitimacy of the Supreme Court. Trump got to pick three Supreme Court justices, ultimately tipping the court towards a 6-3 conservative bend. The appointment of Amy Coney Barrett just weeks before the 2020 election spurred many Democrats to propose the idea of court packing. During the election, Biden famously refused to answer a question about court packing. Much like Dred Scott did to the Union in 1857, America now found herself not even thinking the highest court, a neutral branch, could be nonpartisan. Remember how the South seceded within six weeks of the election? Well, Trump supporters began taking to D.C., protesting the election was stolen, leading to the riot at the Capitol on January 6th. We also saw formidable legal pushback almost immediately. Half the country even filed a lawsuit contesting the election to the Supreme Court. At this point, the Supreme Court wasn't only delegitimized, but now half the country came to doubt our own electoral system. Now, as Biden is picking his own Supreme Court justice, the right is unhappy. Everything is partisan, even judicial decisions. The left didn't trust the high court under Trump, and the right doesn't trust the high court under Biden. No one trusts elections. The right didn't trust them in 2020, and now the left is ginning up voter suppression claims, questioning legitimacy to push the passage of the John Lewis Voting Act. We are surely in for some turbulent times. We're really just waiting for our very own Fort Sumner to kick off the Civil War. 
Will the People's Convoy be that Fort Sumner? Thousands of trucks are beginning to jam the Capitol Beltway. Gas prices are going through the roof. We're on the verge of nuclear war. Supply chain is already crippled. Fertilizer shortages are disrupting food production. Home and car prices are skyrocketing. With all that's going on, the very people that keep America's supply chain humming are striking. How will Biden respond? Will he be a Trudeau and be a tyrant? What will happen when the shelves go empty and truckers are still parked on the Beltway? Those that support vaccine mandates will surely grow restless. If we don't have our Fort Sumner in the People's Convoy, will it be the Ukrainian crisis? Will people finally split over the fact of going to yet another war and sending our children to die to preserve another country? Who knows what and when Fort Sumner will come, but one thing's for certain, it's on its way. The Civil War was like a divorce. It wasn't just one thing that caused the separation. A million little grievances piled up, each compounding on top of the other until a succession seemed like the only solution. Then the final blow, the required filing for divorce. For the antebellum South, that moment came with the election of Abraham Lincoln. The Dred Scott decision helped propel him to being the Republican Party's nominee. In 1860 and 2020, the presidential election became a time in which we all definitively sided with one group or the other. There are no milquetoast feelings about Biden or Trump. Love or hate them, there is no in-between. While no bullets have been traded yet, we are fighting with each other all the time over masks, over vaccines, over the insurrection, over critical race theory, over transgender rights, over what pronouns people use. It never ends. Much like the South, Trump supporters are gathering and gearing up. Trump has been hosting fundraisers and entertaining GOP leaders, and now he is out holding MAGA rallies in battleground states. He pops up every so often to tease a 2024 run. But what will we have to look forward to? Will it be a civil war?